From the protectors of the internet, the Wisconsin Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force, it's the PKO Podcast. Welcome to the PKO Podcast, sponsored by the Wisconsin Department of Justice Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force. I'm Dana, and today back with us is Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Dana. Thanks for having me again. Welcome back to the podcast. It's been a little bit since we've talked to you. It's been a while. Yes, I've been looking forward to these jokes for a long time, so. (laughs) I know it. You and, you and everybody else. Um, I did find one for today. Uh, it is not, as I've said a number of times recently, it's not a tech joke, but there's only so many of them out there. So when I come across those gems, I'll share them. But until then, I've got one that is themed for the season. Okay. You ready? I think so. Jeff, what happens when winter leaves? Oh, shoot. I said. <laughs> hey, Jeff, what happens when winter arrives? Fall leaves. Fall leaves. <laughs> you gave it away. You're too excited that you gave the joke away. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> It was so good. It was so funny. I liked it. Well, (laughs) it's somewhat shareable. So (laughs) that being said, um, as we're recording this, it is very fall out, um, very autumn-ish. And we look forward to winter coming in our neck of the woods anyway, right? We'll have snow at some point soon here. Um, But depending on where you're listening from, maybe you'll get lucky and you won't. (laughs) Yeah, and you know, it's getting cold really fast. It kind of dropped nice. off instantly. So yeah. we really had a, you know, a one-week fall season, and now it seems to be getting, like, freezing levels here, so. Yeah, ick. Yeah. <laughs> but that being said, a lot of times over the winter, we will see kind of an uptick in uh, online usage because there's just less outdoor activities and less things that we can do, um, especially in Wisconsin and surrounding areas, just because it does get so darn cold. Um, so. That being said, let's talk. We have an app that we want to talk about today, right? Um, and then we're going to broaden it from that to, to kind of popular activity online. Um, so we're going to talk about PlayBite today. And I introduced PlayBite to you this morning. So you weren't aware of this one, right? No, this is the first I've ever heard of it. <laughs> so we don't know if this is um, overly popular yet. But the type of media that it's used for is really popular. So PlayBite um, is very similar to TikTok, but it's used for games, right? Is that what you've kind of seen too? Yeah, uh, users can create uh, up to five levels of a video game and share those for other people to play. Oh, they're okay. So the they're actually creating games, not um, not necessarily just little video snippets. Correct. Yeah, there's building little games that they can share and people can play in. Little mini games. Well, that's fun. Yeah. Yep. Says you can recreate your favorite games and it lets kids become their own game designers. That's very cool. Okay, so I did not realize that when I was reading through everything. I thought it was more akin to uh, like t- like Twitch or Discord, where you're playing videos or showing videos about you playing games. Um, but I like this much more. Right. It's kind of cool. It's got a a cool premise there. Um, it looks like it just got released in October here, so it's fairly fairly new. I don't know if it's exploded yet in the marketplace, but 
Um, it looks looks kind of neat. I always like sharing out stuff like this because I think that one of the great benefits about technology for our kids is, um, I mean, they know it so much better than we do, right? They understand it. And the ability to, you see a lot of things about coding for kids and um, content creation and game creation and that kind of thing. And I think that that is such a cool skill for kids and a cool outlet for them to kind of, you know, be creative. Um, I, I think it's just really neat. And, and so when I hear about stuff like this, I like to share it out because they're going to be using technology and, and, and being online. Like, why not do something, you know, productive and fun with that time? Right. And like my oldest, my oldest son is plays a lot of video games. So I keep telling him he doesn't know what he wants to go to college for. And I said, well, why don't you go for like video games or something? He's like, I don't know anything about coding and it's really hard to do. So maybe on well, this is being a little young for him. It looks like the age is 12 plus and the games look maybe geared towards a younger age. Maybe mm-hmm. not quite sure. Uh, but that may be uh, a good way to get kids introduced into that. So they're not, you know, worried about the coding of the STEM stuff that might be a little more difficult. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, because it says, so at launch, users have already made a variety of games using the tools of the app, including simulators, tower defense games, combat challenges. I don't know this one. Obis? O-B-B-Y-S? Murder mystery games and more. B-B-Y-S. I don't know if that stands for either. O-B-B-Y-S. Now we're going to go down a rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, oh, it's an obstacle course. Okay, so oh, it's like an online course. obstacle course. Yeah. All right. So some different things that they can do. It's a free app. Uh, it's available on both um, Apple and Android, I believe. I want to verify that. It says devices, iPhone, iPod Touch, and iPad. So I'm not sure if it's on. That is all I'm it's seeing on the as well. Google Play Store. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so maybe they're looking to roll it out. Um, but if we look at common sense media, I think it's good to kind of stay aware of, um, not only reviews, but just kind of talking points like we've talked about before. Um, but as far as reviews, what it specifically says is it's an easy way to learn game creation. Uh, but there's a potential for some iffy content. It says some small risks. So I think as with everything, it just depends what people are including in their posts and that kind of thing. Right. Yeah, whatever the whatever the specific user puts in their games, I'm sure they can make acronyms or things that might be inappropriate, but it looks like um the game has some good safe some some safeguards in place, it looks like. Yeah. It says loosely moderated by the community. So self-moderation like a lot of the apps that we deal with. Um but then it goes on to say because of this you do see examples of foul language sneaking in, into the games, which is no surprise. We see a lot of that with online games. Um, and then it also says pop culture also plays a role, meaning that popular violent shows like uh, Squid Game, that's a very popular one right now, um, can influence some creators. So just, I guess, as with everything, make sure you're kind of checking in on what they're doing or asking them to show you things so that you can kind of stay aware of it if if it's too violent or, you know, things that you need to have further discussion about. Yeah, but one of the notes on here says games can include guns, but there's no blood or gore in any of the games. Mm. So there is guns, but no, no blood associated with it. How interesting. It's interesting to 
I mean, that, again, that's another rabbit hole. But right. <laughs> with all the <laughs> violence that we see in movies and how um, readily available that is, it's a it's a great, interesting choice that they made. Um, right. To kind of bring it down a level. So. Um, so talk to your kids about families can talk about the thought process that goes into creating a game. Uh, like where do you get the inspiration? How do you make it your own? Um, those types of things. So just a larger discussion that way. And then as with everything, what do you do if you see something that upsets you online or that you think is kind of like iffy content or makes you uncomfortable? Um, and then how they should handle that, you know, should they bring that to you so they don't have to deal with it? Are they old enough that you want to teach them to self-report? Um, you know, what actions you want to give them that they can take? Which is something that we kind of talk about across all apps, um, things that kids can do. Right. Kind of the same thing that we tell parents for every other app they use or things they should talk to their kids about. What they what they should do if they see something online that makes this inappropriate or upsetting. All that same stuff applies to this. So I'm still a little unsure about what this. So <laughs> maybe you can't <laughs> tell me this either. So you're creating the games and then. Is the playbite? Are you just posting a quick video of that to draw people into it, and then they get into the game a different way, or do they actually play the game through this app? So it looks like th um, it's through the app. So it says build a following for your game. So it looks like it has a feed similar to like Instagram. Uh, so it has your username, and then it shows your games on there. Um, but then like it has a story version, kind of like Instagram and those where you can tell a story and cutscenes for your game to kind of oh. get users interest, interested in it. And then they would visit your page and play that game. So it's both. Yeah. So it's kind of like a social media aspect without posting, you know, pictures or anything, but you're just posting stuff about your game on there to get people to go to your page and play it. I really like this. I really like this. <laughs> Yeah, it could be kind of neat. Like I said, on the App Store right now, I'm in there. There's only 68 ratings, and I got a 4.1. Um, so I'm sure, you know, it just came out this month. So I'm sure at some point, some influencer on TikTok or YouTube or somewhere will <laughs> post a, uh, you know, an ad to get this app, and then I'm sure it'll blow up a little more. But maybe it's um, us. Looks like it's, maybe we're yeah, the influencer. Oh, maybe we are. Maybe maybe all thousands of kids are going to listen to this and go download it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it so. seems like it seems like a kind of neat uh, premise. Kind of, I know like kids like Roblox because then there you kind of make your own kind of games, and this looks not similar to Roblox, but gives you kind of the preset stuff that you can add and kind of do your own thing with. So looks kind of cool. So the reason I wanted to talk about this, uh, and it, we have gone on an entirely different path from it um, because I I hadn't done enough research on it, so this is my fault. Um, but this is why we do what we do, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but we were talking about the popularity of these posting these short videos like TikTok, for instance. Um, and so I do think it's important to talk about that because that is an aspect of this, right? They're trying to draw people into their content by giving them short snippets of exciting or alluring content. Um, and while there might not be risk here, I think that that it's definitely something to be aware of um, as a trend, right? Right. Yeah. Some of those sh uh, short videos, they become popular or those dance moves. Um, and then kids want to go on there and simulate and kind of recreate those things. Um, and sometimes 
times, you know, the lyrics, the songs, or some dance moves they might do, might not understand the meaning behind some of those. Um, so, like I said, kids are sharing a lot of stuff that they might not understand or, or get yet at their age. Yeah, and we do see a lot of, um, because because they want more likes, more follows, more, um, you know, whatever the the gamification part of the app they're using is, um, they might, you know, respond to comments or just do things that might up the risk level of that. So it is important to be aware of um, both the aspect of what they're posting, but also how they're being communicated with by other users. Um, TikTok is such a, a popular one that we've heard about for some time now that you're seeing other apps create, um, what do you, what do you call it? Something, a a different aspect to their platform that kind of, um, competes with this a little bit, right? So like Instagram, um, what are they called on Instagram? Reels. Reels. Thank you. Yep. And Snapchat now has, I can't, my, I'm brain dead today. Snapchat has, um, something to compete (laughs) with it as well. Um, I'm not a Snapchatter, so I'm not sure. I know you're not, and I can't ask you what it is. I'm trying to find it really quick. But oh, Spotlight, that's what it was called. So Snapchat has Spotlight, which is the feature similar to uh, Reels or what TikTok is just known for as these little videos. But we see everybody, right? Adults and kids and everybody using TikTok. It's very popular. So definitely something we wanted to bring up um, as a trend. Yeah, I know those video trends are getting more popular because, you know, people can say what they want instead of posting a picture and then writing a bunch of text. And I think people are understanding that people don't have, or people are scrolling, they don't have the attention span to sit and read what it all says. I think those reels and those short videos where they can have some commentary gets what they want across without having to post and write a bunch of text. So, and you know, everyone, you know, then you have to type. So it's easier to just say it on a video than type it out. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Well, so I think that these are some good things to to keep in mind. Um, again, we don't want to focus on a specific app, but there are certainly apps that are trending and are popular. Um, but it's it's good to know the trending activity online. And that's kind of why we wanted to share that, too. Uh, I will say that I felt less than prepared for this as we talked about it. And I think that that helps really drive home the importance of of what we're doing. So if you have things that you want us to look into, we, I will. I will do better research and we will look into them. So please send them our way. Um, connect with us on, on social media or through our website at icac.widoj.gov. Um, and we will look into those things. We will share out what we can find. Um, and, and if you're wondering it, other people are wondering it too. So don't be afraid to send us a message and let us know what you're seeing in your neck of the woods. Um, yeah, and there's so many there's so many new apps that it's hard to keep track of all of them. So it's nice when you get kind of pointers on ones to take a look at or maybe dive into a little more. Yeah, especially as we head into these colder months where we might be online a little bit more um, in our spare time. So at least you're uh, up here where we are. Yeah, we will anyway. <laughs> well, Jeff, thank you very much for joining me today. I appreciate it, and I appreciate the conversation about this. I learned about a new app that I think is is a really cool thing to kind of take a, a deeper dive into. So thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it very much. And uh, all you listeners out there, as always, stay safe.